You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Geek Card Check. My name is Chris. I'm Tyler. I'm tempted to take up time travel, but I'm not sure there's any future in it. Oh! But um. Once again, the type of deep humor you will get here on the Geek Card Check podcast. It's all relative. Okay, so (laughs) right off the top, listen, you know what? This normally isn't a news show, but uh, we're going to, we've got some big late breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler has something that he wants to announce, nay, scream from the mountaintops. (laughs) Shout it from the rooftops, if you will. Shout it from the rooftops, the mountaintops, the high places tyler gird up your ears and be prepared to <laughs> work that was going, we were going to be needing to gird something else at the beginning of all this it's about to well, get serious uh, speaking of all that uh if so in honor maybe in honor i guess of our 100th episode you know i was sure. waiting until this until this momentous. oh yeah because you're that part of a podcaster yeah right? Got it's, it. it's all for the podcast, guys. Uh, hey, I am engaged. I'm engaged Woo! to, uh, to my, my girlfriend, Clarice, who is now Al my fiance. fiance. And uh, yeah, we're super excited. It's, it's going to be, you know, maybe over the next, uh, what are we looking at? Six months, five months-ish, we'll be, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll document some of our, our weird journey. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you guys mm. updated to getting, to getting married, you know. Uh, so so now fun. that you've lured her in with, with <laughs> ancient bling, are, are we going to be able to rope her onto the pod sometime? She would love to be on the podcast. In fact, like she, I, I actually know she would really love to be on the podcast. Uh, mm. And she'd be, I think she'd be a good addition to the podcast. Hey guys, we could also have the spouses take over the pod episode too. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Heck Yeah. Melody's old hat at it. It'll be great. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. She, yeah, she, she could do she's it. Doing. She's a professional. She joined us on the screener. She was one of the founding members. Yeah. She's, wasn't she on like our first or second episode, Chris? Yes, Something our we, first. Yeah, she was. was our first? Yeah. 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 That was fun. Meanwhile, I haven't gotten to meet her yet, so I'm feeling oh, a little that's, out. Melody's great. Melody's yeah. great. That's right. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Congratulations, Tyler. Can't wait to yeah. meet her. Both, oh, yeah. Both with myself as well as you know the the listening audience as a whole so that's exciting stuff man looking forward to to hearing all about it all right well awkward transition here we go it is <laughs> our another reason we're celebrating for this episode it is our 100th episode it of is the podcast. 100 100 guys this is our on. ben franklin y'all that's Oof. incredible i love the lightning our century uh that's right our century uh episode and, um, you know, honestly, uh, it's been great. I have a lot of fun. It's been and awesome. That's right. So we thought uh, we would take this episode and just have some fun. Watch a movie that is kind of heralded as being one of the cornerstone geek movies. I mean, if you're a geek and you haven't seen this movie, uh, I'm not I'm gonna sure. I'm going to say we revoke your, more. officially, we revoke your geek card. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. There's a it's, grace period where people can still watch it though, right? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the 35th anniversary, so I'm, I'm going to say it's coming up. It's coming up here, pretty quick. Yeah, like that grace period's closing. Here's what I will say is if you are aware of Back to the Future and you've not watched it, I am questioning your geek card. That is all I mm. will say. If you're aware of the if you're aware of its existence 
and you don't actually anyway uh we can debate so at, this at all my day. old school yes so just even to add to that at my old school one of the things um so I, I used to teach overseas um one of the things that that uh me and a couple of the other teachers would do was geek movie nights mm -hmm. uh in fact i completely forgot about this until i was just kind of poking around and and going back and thinking oh what is what are my experiences with Back to the Future? Our first one, we said, what's the one movie that these, that these you know, students need to watch? They need to know uh, for, to, if they're going to call themselves geeks. It yeah. was Back to the Future. That of was course. our first one. That's a it's, good. It, did it you know a, it was AFI's like 10 top 10? So for their sci-fi listing for 2008, yeah. it, was, it was. The 10th one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Oh, it, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't surprise me at all. It it's, is definitely high on the list. Yeah, it's heralded at uh, film schools as like they will hold it up as this is a perfect script. Yep. Um, not not is. the second and third as much, but as and which I love by the way. But they will say the the first one uh, is perfect, a perfect script. script. Yeah, they they like. Yep. I, um, I will definitely I, I definitely second. In fact, it is one of my points on my list. I didn't know this, but it is one oh, yeah. of the points on my list, and and we'll, we'll get to it all. But I I think. I mean, I'll say it right now. I think this is a master class in storytelling. Yes. Um, it is. It just, it just totally is a master Oof. class in storytelling from top to bottom to bottom, everywhere in between. One of the very best stories period ever. It is incredible. It really is. So uh -huh. that's, that's where I think if, if you walk in and you're, you, you're, you don't um, acknowledge at least the fact that it is one of the highest end uh sci-fi films of all time i think oh, yeah. i'm not exactly sure yeah i'm not sure what page you're on so we'll, uh, well i'm not sure what the process is for revoking the geek card check but we'll yeah we'll get that would be that one actually. of them yeah. that'd be one of them absolutely you guys so, might not be friends with me at the end of the pod oh, anymore no. i'm just gonna put what? that out there now no why wait, wait hang on are you saying that you 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 don't think back to the future should be on the top 10 afis like sci-fi films of all time um you don't think well, it deserves to be on that list? Just a yes. You can just give a yes or no right now. We can hop into the reasons why. Not anymore. Not uh, anymore. When did I know it that there was one scene that was going to do it for you. I knew one scene for sure when, that was going to do no, it but, for you. No, but but when did it change? Yesterday. When did it change though? So I went through watching. I went up watching all three movies. And yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I, so we did. Same. We all, I did yes. too. Okay. Great. Yes. Fantastic. And. I knew, I wasn't sure how many times I'd seen them, but after having watched them, I now know that I think I only ever saw the original, or saw them all through at least once, maybe twice for, this, for the um, first movie. Yeah. So this was functionally a second watch for me. And I had this idea in my head of how I felt about the films and the rewatch did not survive. Oh, wow. The feeling did not see, survive. Holy cow. I knew it's that. Talking. I knew that from you, from my interaction with your husband, Peter, uh, on Twitter, we were talking, uh, you, it, it was something completely different. Uh, he had posted something like Gravity Falls, uh, a, a gift from Gravity Falls of uh, one of the gnomes puking a, a rainbow. Uh, and, then, and then I was like, oh man, have you watched Gravity Falls? Because I had just finished rewatching or watching it for the first time with Clarice. And he said, we started last evening, third time through for me, first for her, which by the way, super proud of Peter for being three times through Gravity Falls. I, I, my, my respect for him, you know, went up. Uh, and then he said, he followed it up with this. We needed a palate cleanser after enduring the first 45 minutes of back to the future two as part of her prep for Thursday evening. And, Whoa. and I went, wow. Uh, Cause That's I nuts. watched it and, and, 
deeply loved number two more than yes, I did before. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. In fact, and we'll talk about this because yeah, yeah. I've watched the, 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 the three films. I didn't get, yep. quite get all the way through part. I think number two is a number two. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to it. Let, let, let's talk about them in order. We'll, we, we don't need to spend as much time on two and three, but we definitely want to give part one its due. So, but you would say, I'm not talking about a trilogy as a whole. Kate, you would say Back to the Future, just the first film. Mm-hmm. You don't think that is one of the finest sci-fi films of all time? Even in construction, because that's, that's how it's lauded, is as, in a, as a constructed okay. film. All right. Oh, so wow. I would say it is- I can understand its popularity, but I don't think it lives up to a top 10 film, especially hmm. today Oof. with films that have come out since then. Ooh, I ha- Ooh, hard wow. disagree. Yeah, hard I, disagree. I think I think it still is, and it's, it's definitely in my top ten, maybe my top five. Um, getting close uh, there, um, if, especially if we're looking at the trilogy as a whole, like that entire. Anyway, we'll get there. So let's talk just about. I'm curious your experience watching this movie for the first time. When did you see it for the first time? Back to the Future Part One. Kate, how, when, what, what, what was your, what has been, what was your experience? Like, when did you see it? How old were you? Did it form like your, your geekdom at all? Or um, is, was it, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just curious. What is your history with Back to the Future? So the best I can pin it down because I do not remember exactly when, but I know when I did not see it and I know when I would have already seen it is it yeah. was sometime in high school, VHS. Um, and it did not in any significant way for any part of my geekdom. Okay. I was already full geek by then. Star Wars and other things had bit by then. And it was just a fun adventure movie kind of thing that was a nice diversion, but not a significant milestone. Not, not a cornerstone in your, in your Correct. geek history. Tyler, how about you? How, oh. what, is your, what is your remembrance of this film? Complete opposite experience. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely. So I, I um, dad, so dad did this. We must've had like an HBO subscription for a while or something like that, or, or one of those. Because uh, the first versions of both Star Wars and Back to the Future that I remember um, having were recorded off of the you know TV or something like that, um, but with no commercials. So it must be HBO or something like that. And, uh, and so I, I vividly remember there was one tape, you know how you could do the um, the long play or whatever it was called, and it was, so it was like slightly longer, and you could fit like two movies mm-hmm. yes. on a tape, and then yeah. Oh, yeah. So the first one was just regular. He must, you know, it wasn't the extended play yet, and so uh, but the second one was, and so I just I remember these you know grainy recorded off of TV video uh, cassettes, and man, I watched I watched those things to death. Uh, in fact. I know for sure that we had lost Back to the Future 1 for a long time because oh, man. I, I hadn't seen it for years. In fact, I didn't realize it was the first one or that it, that it existed really and remember discovering it because I know I had seen it and going like, oh yeah, like I remember all this because Back to the Future 2 covers so much of the same ground. You know, mm-hmm. he goes back through the movie. Yes. And so I, I remember just... I, I don't know. I, I identified with Marty McFly. Like I'm not a tall guy. I'm not like a, a, a buff guy or anything like that. He's, he is a very average guy. He's a short guy, you know, all that stuff. And so I kind of, I kind of always identified with him. Um, and, uh, and, and wanted to be him cause he's definitely way cooler than I was and, <laughs> uh, and all that stuff. And so plays I the just, guitar, man. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. It just, I, 
I, my like geek roots are firmly planted there right alongside star Wars and, and, yeah. and star Trek, I would say the same, you know, primordial ooze that they, you know, that, that <laughs> soup that they were all, you know, grown in um, is, is right there. I, I would say equal footing truly. Yeah. Um, there's more content for star Wars and more content for star Trek. So, so it was easier to maybe be a deeper geek in those, but man, watching these movies this last week was just and it had been a while. I've seen them many, many, many times, but it had been a while since I watched them. Just brought out the kid in me yeah. so much. Like I was, I was giggling through the movies, just loving them. So, so for me, I have a very similar experience. Um, I'm a little older than you guys are. Um, and so I remember going to see Back to the Future Part Two in the theater um, and being very, very excited about it. Now, I had a similar um, story, Tyler, to you, where my dad had recorded the first film on VHS. However, we did not have HBO. Oh. And so we did have all the commercials. All the commercials. It was edited. And what was great, I, I watched that movie so many times with commercials that when I went and watched it this time, it's been many years since I've watched Back to the Future, but I watched it. I knew where all the commercial breaks you were. Feel, you could feel the breaks. That's <laughs> yes. so cool. It was insane, insanity to me. I, rem I actually physically, I'm not joking, grabbed the remote as if I needed to fast, fast forward. forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's how many times I watched Back to the Future. I'm not joking. I have Back to the Future memorized. I did not realize oh, it. It, just, it came, as I was watching it, I knew every single moment. Same. I knew every single line. Um, it does shock me how much cursing is in it because I watched yes. it. Um, yeah, it is, it is not, it's, it's a PG, quote unquote, PG movie. Yeah. All of these are PG movies. Um, in, in fact, now, now that you say that too, I, I do actually remember also, um, I wonder now if it was HBO because I remembered no cursing in some yeah. of these pieces. So I wondered if it was some other subscription service that mm. did that edited it still. Yeah. Because well, there were a few I, times, or I just was I too young. I think it should have been PG register. 13 because some yeah. of the other scenes like with the women and what was happening, you oh. know, yeah. attempted rapes are happening. In right. These. That yeah. was the scene that I, I fully knew that was, I knew you were going to, it was going to really bump you. And, and, and I, it was one of those things that you don't realize when you're 10 watching it. Right. What's what's going on? And then yeah. I, I was like, "Oh, that's oh, that's way more like that's yeah. darker than I remember it being." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and again, like the, the, I was going to say, like the, I told Nelly, I came downstairs. I I watched it because I was like, "Well, maybe I'll watch this with my girls. Like, maybe we'll watch this together." And I I came downstairs like, you know, there's an attempted rape in this movie, yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and skip that. <laughs> but not that part. But yeah. I saw it younger than than my daughter. That yeah. scene was definitely in the version that I saw, and I never saw it as i mean they are they are um uh, uh careful enough to make it ambiguous enough uh for someone watching it so that because like you know it's a big puffy dress all that right. kind of stuff it's it, there, there's no like but it still is obvious what's happening right. when i'm yeah. a 30 something odd as, guy yeah. and we repeat exactly. this trope in all three movies Yes. Yes. Well, but see, here's the thing. Like, and I, not as not as explicit in the other in the other ones, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know Biff's character. And again, like this is this is a part of it. Like, you can immediately they they want to make him the cartoon villain, yeah. right? And so, like, there are several ways you can do that. You can um, throw a kid off of a building. Um, you can you know shoot a dog. <laughs> uh, you can you know what I mean? Like, and so yeah. this is like one of those like. Like, okay, Biff is, he's, yep, he's the bad guy. Don't feel oh, bad yeah. for him. Something, you know what I mean? Like, don't feel oh, bad yeah. for his entire 
entire DNA line. You know what I mean? His grandfather, his father, him, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's, well, it's, I, th- it's I, I do think that they, they sort of course corrected in that way. They, I, in a, in a, they course corrected into the cartoony for oh, the yes. next, for the next two. Yes. Um, because yeah, it's, it's dark. The, that first, that first one. And, uh, and then, you know, eventually um, he, there's a whole section of the second movie. Like when, when he, uh, Marty finds out what happened to his parents and his mom, mm-hmm. that's, that's not oh. exactly light stuff. No, it, it's not. But I would say it's not as, visually explicit like it's not as like there is the act of rape being attempted at that moment True. now it's it's, but it's, it's still certainly abuse but in the first and the first one you yeah. also have of course his mom um you know falling in oh, love kissing your him. mom gag yes exactly and and you know the gag. Calvin Klein thing and all that stuff yeah um no so okay yeah I mean I but I still I still I still stuff all that all that stuff True. is is uh somewhat i don't want to say charming but it, it, it even looking back at it now it's kind of like oh my gosh like that is that is it, it it's cringeworthy but also in my opinion fun so and it's so also not I, it's I also not up... played for a laugh that's that's the other thing too like yes. like the it's yes. his reaction in in part two the to the alternate 1985 where his mom has been yeah basically beaten into into marrying biff you know right. for and and all that stuff yeah He's, sheer horror and i and this needs to be fixed you know so it's it's that one is actually never i i would say never played for a laugh at all um and nor, nor was the rape in the first one it's it's maybe treated too lightly you yeah. know or too too quickly but oh, it's never treated for as a gag no you know? i mean i i think that moment is supposed to be uh, it's supposed to be a uh, a giant issue and it, it needs to be so big that that's the thing dad, that that brings them together yeah. actually takes action you know what i mean yeah. like that that is that that is a something that will finally make him act. but this is after marty is supposed to take advantage of her to make his dad you know be able to come in yeah which is him. a problem so, right in and of itself i was like dude that's i mean mom. stop so it <laughs> i grew up watching movies where the gender of the hero didn't really matter because i could you know see myself in that role or, or whatever but like as an adult and looking what they did with women throughout all three movies mm-hmm. and like i'm just sitting there going oh my goodness, this is like not okay. Like we knock out Jennifer for the whole second movie because, you know, she's going to be somehow yeah. so dumb that she will faint when she sees her her future self. And like the it, well, women that, that are was objects bad. to be yeah. saved or they're knocked out and they like they don't get voices. Like it, it's a mess. Well, yeah. I will say that one too. I, I was watching, uh, did, have you guys watched the documentary Back in Time at all? Yes. No, I have That not. just came out. I was, I've, it's on not on Prime. I thought it was on Prime. It's on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it's, it, it was made for 2015. Um, and it's, it's kind of like the Trekkies documentaries that came out a, a while ago um, or for the love of Trek. No, that's for mm-hmm. love of Spock. Uh, the Trekkies one at least is about, it's about the fandom plus the movies as well. So it's, it is behind mm-hmm. the scenes, but it's also about the fandom. It's really great. I'm, I'm two thirds of the way through it. I thought I could make it before we started recording, but uh, I think I've got half an hour left. Um, but what they said was even with the Jennifer thing in the, in the second movie, they, you, they you, hadn't you, planned for those, the second. Hang on a second, just so yeah, people yeah. understand. What is the yeah. Jennifer thing in the second movie? So, so in the first film, the, the actress who plays Jennifer, her mom mm-hmm. got cancer and mm-hmm. so could not f- complete her role. We could, could not return right. for her role in parts two and parts three. So, mm-hmm. so they recast her with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue, I believe, Shue, right? Yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Shue yeah. is, yeah. And they, they completely shot for shot remade the ending of part one yeah. to blend in them part together, two, yeah. which is, 
incredible. I mean, it really, it, watching them side by side is, is really, is really kind of a neat thing. The Which way is so funny them. after they had to reshoot it because of the recasting of Marty McFly too. Right. So it's like yeah. the number of times they reshot that, that movie is, is you shocking. should say this too. They, yeah. they, they started, they, what they filmed like maybe 15 they filmed or 20%. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. With, with another yeah, with, actor. Uh, with, Eric Stoltz as the, who's a decent, he's a good actor. He's in, he's yeah. in Pulp Fiction. He's in a few other things. Um, uh, just wasn't Marty. He just he didn't fit. No. Yeah, and, and that's what they all said. They said the moment that it's, it's not even like against him. It just didn't, it just didn't fit. Uh, and the moment that uh, the Michael J. Fox got there, everything gelled and it, and it, it flowed. Plus basically they had already rehearsed the entire movie. So it's, so it's fine. Uh, but they, uh, but what, so what I mean with, with uh, the Jennifer thing is they they had gotten to the end of, of Back to the Future one. They they actually hadn't planned on a two or three and, and however you believe their their story, but that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they end with you know their heroes riding into the sunset. It's 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 you know Marty, Jennifer, and Doc. You know where we're going. We don't need roads. And they they fly off into the sunset. Right. And then they they start making a Back to the Future two. And oops, Jennifer is in the car. Like they hadn't they hadn't thought they hadn't. Like or they 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 essentially realized they were starting having written themselves into a corner because this, the movie was never about you know Jennifer being with them it was always Doc and and Marty and so right. and now they should have been smarter I think and written written a better part for her because I was like they literally just dumped Jennifer into the alley yeah. <laughs> and and, and nobody goes the whole movie yeah and and some of it I I kind of take as just like a guys like come on <laughs> you just you just wrote her I mean, and just well, come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I didn't okay. take that as a. I didn't take that as a. Uh, you know those women; they need to be sidelined. Like I never, I never took it as that. I, I know. I th- again, like I said, I think they could have. They could have. Gone, that assumes like, you know the history of how that came about, because I mean, <clears throat> functionally, that's what it presents throughout. And the, the big surprise of this rewatch for me is I actually like the third movie, the best of the three. Now I love which, the third one. Love I did not one. expect, in part because Mary Steenberg and we actually have a breathing, talking woman who's interesting and smart and oh yeah, right, yeah. yes, gives yeah. gives Doc Brown a run for his money, loves Jules Verne, like she's I, I she's want another movie with her, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, she's yeah. like climbing along the train in her big dress yeah. and yeah, yep. love it, yeah. yeah. So back, to, let, 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 let's get back on track. Speaking of tracks, nice um, yes, thank you. Um, so the first film alone, I, I just want to talk about real quickly, one of the things that I found to be so incredible, and the reason why I say it's one of the best scripts, storytelling, period, is because of the way they set up and then pay off mm-hmm. everything in the film. Let me give you a Agreed. Quick, couple Agreed. quick examples. The first one is just at the very beginning, we see this, um, the credit sequence, right? Uh, the camera's panning around, and we just briefly pass over after Marty comes in a uh, plutonium um, yeah. case on the like, in the like sitting under the bed. Yeah, and it's not totally out of place. I mean, the rest of the place is filled with these crazy things. You just kind of like, wait, what plutonium? I'm okay, and then we move on, and then it's not until later. And if you don't even if you don't make a point of it, if you don't remember that, when he mentions the fact that he stole plutonium in order to actually, uh, that's the whole plot of the film, is that you have to have plutonium in order to actually uh, uh, fuel the DeLorean, right? So that you can have the Libyans show up and kill you because Libyans? Sure, why not? The, Lib- the Libyans! The Libyans! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I still, so again, bad. like, just the way, the way that he, every, every single line of dialogue that Christopher Lloyd gives is, is just gold. I don't know how. 
they found me. Anyway, um, so, and that's the reason why I like the third movie a lot. We get a lot more of him in it. It's more of a buddy show than it is yes. like mostly Marty. Yes, and no, I, I'm with you. No, I yes, I, I agree. So another payoff that I find that is absolutely brilliant in that he gets back to the future, or he goes back to 1955 in the first film, and realizes he doesn't have plutonium. They need to find how can you find 1.21 gigawatts? There's no way of doing that. Well, he was given a flyer at yes. the clock tower. Oh, so and now crazy. why did he keep that though? You know what I mean? Any other movie, it would have just been like, okay, I got that and I put it in my pocket. No, the reason why I kept it is because Jennifer put her, her grandfather's her number, yep. number the, the house that she was going to be staying at. And so it had value, it was important to him. So he put it in his pocket and that's why he kept it. I, that, that detail alone is like, is brilliant. You don't think about it in the moment. You just think, okay, yeah, no, this is an important thing. Save the clock tower. You don't make the connection that then they're going to call back to later on. And you may not even, it, it, that, that number never comes into any kind of uh, importance at all later into the film. He doesn't have to call her grandfather, the place that she's staying at, none of that stuff. Um, right. I, I just find the, these, and, and in the second film, it is, they take that to like the, the next level in the setups and the payoffs. Um, one of the well, which build upon even what we already knew from the yes. first one, you know, yes. it's, it's, it's not even that they, that they set up, I mean, they did set up new stuff, but it's, it's that new stuff compounded upon the stuff well, before. And it's so, oh, and, so and because they, they shot riffs on it and because like they a, shot the second and the third film together right, like, right. They shot at the same time, they've got that scene in um, uh, when he's in the, the spot, the hot tub with the uh -huh. girls where Biff is watching the, the Western. Yes. And you, yes. Marty's in the background. He's got the uh, the bulletproof vest. They make a big deal. Oh, bulletproof vest! And then in the third That's film, you, yep. that thing That's gets there. paid off. On I'm, I I just I think the the writers, the writer room in this was must have been one of the greatest places to to be. Just because of how many places they were like, okay, we tell this story, but where, how can this pay? Like, how can we actually pay that off? Like in the second film. He's sitting there and there's a matchbook like tray. Yes. And he grabs it and throws the matchbook tray at, at, at Biff. And then later on, that's how he's able to light the almanac, the sports almanac in yep. the, because he has that match. And it also has uh, something that says like pleasure palace or whatever on the back. That slowly it turns it's back. the thing that changes. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just saying like, how do you every... explain the whole chicken thing though? Cause that the was not on thing. the first movie calling marty a chicken like it, it oh they like added a... yeah they added so much of that stuff like they added that and they like, added the um the car uh the 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 accident becomes like the the big um event for the second and third films that is not in the first film at all there's not right. mentioned that there's an the accident chicken thing felt like it was it showed marty to be of a different character than who we saw in the first film and that was a little frustrating I think it was a callback to his dad who he- Yes, he that's how I read it. He always wanted to, Marty never wanted to be the wimp. Mm -hmm. um, in the first film, he, you know, his, his, he teaches his dad how to be, you know, stand up for himself. Um, and so in the second film, it was more just a quick, like way to get to, if I call you Yella, or right. if I call you, um, uh, you know, whatever, you know, uh, what is the word they use in 1955? Um, uh, not wimp. Anyway, whatever it is, whatever Biff calls him, he feels like he then has to stand up for himself. It's just a quick yeah. way to get into that callback. Well, and it's, but I and agree it's with you. Flaw. It's not in the first It's time. a flaw. Right. Like, and oh, actually, totally. I'm okay with that because, because Marty is, Marty is, and I love Marty. He, he is a, 
he's a perfect hero in 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 terms of like he doesn't have major i, I know okay he he doesn't have major like he doesn't have major flaws in terms of his hero like he's a klutz and he's like a he's a goofball and stuff like that but he's like they needed to add a flaw to him i think after that because otherwise he accomplishes for some 16 year old kid he accomplishes and has the foresight in the first one to do like way too many things so in fact giving him this this achilles heel of something ridiculous of like as he can't yeah. take being called chicken i i actually was chicken, fine with that because it he's too uh he's perfect is not the right word but he's too you know easily well, he's not a character with capable. the arc what the arc the plot is the arc not it's not exactly character development now i will i would but see i would disagree that he doesn't have an arc that well in the first one you're you're right in the first one they added that the chicken adds an arc because after the at the end of the third one when he doesn't take the bet from needles um you know and doesn't race him which would have you know made him get in the car accident you see he's grown he's seen that was that was stupid yeah. even it's in a small way it's 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 there so totally. i i love it i have no problem with it i also and i know when this is this is one of those things that is on message boards or whatever but it still blows my mind every time i see it is the the twin pines mall uh thing um, yes uh, you know that you know it, it, it starts off twins pine mall he goes back in time and he runs over one of the pines and so when he goes back and resets it it's the lone <laughs> yes. pine mall yes i love over one of the pines oh just those just, small details are yeah. everywhere it's, it's the best dumb. it's it's really dumb it's just it's so incredible in that first film in particular it's it there is every single piece has been really well thought out now of course the time travel stuff is silly but mm -hmm. it, it's just very well constructed and thought out um i think that like the, the plot itself the story i wouldn't even say the time great. travel stuff is silly by the way i think that i think it's great i think it's no, a, no, no. A, yeah, yeah i'm just saying it's you can't sit there and say like well time travel probably oh. works like this you know what i mean it, yeah other films have done a better job since it's, then it's the magic and, of the flux capacitor and and right it, exactly it, it doesn't happens. matter you know it's yeah, it's exactly. it's so great I, I i don't yeah oh i think it's well it just and and the weird things you notice you know again time and again of watching it too of like this is clearly not the first time that his mom has done has like has has caught a guy peeping you know in her window and and has brought him in you know her what, uh, what does her dad say like ah car hit another, another. one right outside like yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so great or just poor uncle joey who will never get out of jail like he nope. is like there's just he's doomed to it from a it's from fate. birth Yep. it's oh it's so just oh it's so good okay so, so good. um what, what what else are we going to talk about i mean um I, i've said a couple of things there where what other kind of details maybe specifically in the first film should we should we hit on before we move to the sequels since everybody saw them uh, anything else to talk about there's I'm one thing gonna, i want to mention yeah. before we move on but i want to do it because I, I i have a little weirdly a little bit more than i expected to talk about with with part two so yeah go for, go for it for part one Kate, how about you? I know I've, we've kind of been monopolizing that. So I, I, don't, I want to give you time to explain maybe a little bit more your issues with the, I mean, is there any other thing that you're like, man, that is, this was just not up to par. Because I mean, again, like we're, Tyler and I are like, I think it's one of the finest films ever. So I don't mm -hmm. want to, I don't want to take away kind of the counterpoint to that. Is there anything that we, you want to add or? I mean, honestly, it was it was a disappointment, and so that's part of my frustration with it that it did not hold up. Oh, okay. um, the effects 
didn't hold up for me. And I realized the feature of the film, the dialogue, the details, et cetera, but a lot of it just didn't land this time for me. Mm. And um, um, I didn't like Marty very much. I mean, Marty, I get the Everman, I get the points of identification, but as a woman watching it, I just found the, a frustrating movie that um, did not age well. I didn't like the model of masculinity. Um, it was one thing for George to learn how to stand up for himself, but then in the more idealized ending we have where his dad is, you know, the, his whole family is living a better life, they're treating Biff like garbage. And we allow that because Biff's the bad guy. So of course we can treat him poorly, except then that makes George kind of a bully then in his treatment rather than a better guy who could stand up for himself, but doesn't have to bully another human I, being. I would, I would take, I would take a little umbrage to, to that. I don't think that they're treating Biff like garbage. Like the, the worst is now Biff uh, what do you say now, Biff? I, I told you to put, put two coats on the car. Uh, oh, oh, I, I totally. I was just about to start the segment. Biff is lying to them. He's like, I, I, I took it as a as George a, is like, still standing up for himself. George is still standing up yeah. to himself for this guy who's trying to get away with less. I, I, I. In fact, they're a, they seem to be a more loving family than they were at the beginning. Where at the beginning, oh, yes. you know, they're a more cool family. No, I think and the mom's no longer a drunk, but yeah, yeah. I think I think they're a more loving family even, or more loving to one well, another. Now, well, no, I mean you get George's whole thing where he he wanted to be a sci-fi writer, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. so at the end, you see that he actually did it. He actually became what he wanted to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. That 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 is, I think the the whole point is is that and the, probably the whole point of Back to the Future as a whole is that if you want to be something you should go you ahead and do charge. that yeah, yeah. You, you you have to yeah. you have to stand up for yourself stand up for that dream that is the whole point but, i mean i don't think in any way i'm going to convince anybody of my perspective no. on this and i'm not really trying to but it, it just it it was a disappointment that i did not anticipate while watching it and genuinely i'm not trying to get into an argument i just want to hear that side because i'm not a woman and uh i don't have that perspective and so i want that perspective to be heard otherwise I won't ever think about it. And, and it's good to hear those things. It's good to hear other perspectives so you can learn and be like, oh yeah, I didn't even, I never considered that because you know, my circumstances are different. Um, yeah. So the other thing I wanted to mention, is that, is that it? I don't want to cut you off, Kate. Is there anything else that you want to say? Nothing else. Um, the other thing that I want to say about the first film, second film and third film, and maybe the finest point, even better than the storytelling. And it's one thing that I, I do constantly. And that is listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack to mm, this the film, all the time. this trilogy, is one of the very best soundtracks of all time. Oh, yeah. um, it is incredible. Uh, I liked it. That's probably my favorite part of the movies, but I would not go best of all time. Oof. It's one of the best of all time. I mean, the, 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 like we're talking about, um, as far as themes go, Superman, yeah. Back to the Future. I mean, these are the ones that you just you know the moment they come on you know and they put you in a mood like i'm like oh i'm ready to go oh, on yeah. an adventure when i hear that back to the future theme i'm ready where is the doc doc you know <laughs> what i mean like i'm just ready to go get in that delorean I, I agree. Yeah. in fact so clarice just uh, there's a there's a uh, old record store that's that's closing down in in seattle um you know because of covid and you know they, they can't pay the rent and and so uh uh, I guess she and she and her mom have have bought a bunch of records there for a long time, and uh, the guy called, or I don't know if the, if the guy called or they called, and, and basically said, "Hey, before you come down, can we, 
you know, raid your stuff and, and buy some, buy some last things from you. And, and one of the things that she bought was the original vinyl of, uh, of back to the future too. So nice. we were listening to that the other day and then watched back to the future too. And man, it's cool. And, and one side of the album. So the, the A side is the 1985 stuff and the B side is the 1955 stuff. That's just, so it's, good. It's cool. It's really great. So it's not the, it's not the whole score, although they have the overture, like the, the main theme, but mm-hmm. uh, it's the you know, power of love and, and, uh, um, Earth oh, Angel and oh, stuff it's like the that. soundtrack. So it's yeah. the soundtrack, not yeah. the score. I miss, I miss the score. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But, uh, but it does have two, two or three tracks from the score, but that's, that's about it. So really, really cool cool to, to listen to. All right. So let's move into the sequels um, and just give a quick background on kind of production. They, as I mentioned earlier, they, they shot these films back to back. Two and three. Um, they thought, thought two and three, shot two and three back to back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, two and three, they shot back to back. So there are, like we said before, a lot of callbacks, uh, a lot of connective tissue in between parts two and parts three. Um, you know, uh, the director was on set directing part three as he was editing part two. So he would like be in the desert with the Monument Valley with the crew during the day. And then he would fly and edit in the night, spend the night in LA and then fly in the morning back um, to Monument Valley. And so like they were under time crunch. And I had forgotten at the end of part two, there is a trailer for part yeah. three. Yes, I, <laughs> Which, I forgot that too. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if this is the first time uh, uh, films have been shot like this, but it's certainly kind of one of the more um, noteworthy moments uh, where it, 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 films have been shot like this, where, yeah. you know, in order to save time and money and production cost, they and they knew they were going to make a sequel. They just went ahead and shot both of them at the same time. So it's like that one in the Matrix and the Lord of the Rings, you know, they they shoot them back yeah, to back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, like I'm not sure if they did it beforehand. I I, I could I'd have to go back and see, but I feel like oh, it was, oh you mean before? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I it sense. I mean, obviously, it makes sense if you if you know you're going to make a sequel. Yeah. You know, it's much cheaper to do it this way. All right. So let's as they should about, have done with the uh, the current Star Wars trilogy that just ended, they should have uh, you know planned it. That would have been wise. And uh, in any know. way, shape, or form, planned it would have been wise. That's why they let's, put a pause on the future Star Wars movies, theoretically, to make a plan. We'll see. I, I hope yep. so. I certainly hope so. Okay, that we'll, we'll get on that tangent later. But yes, that is definitely. We, a we need to do me. a Star Wars series, guys. Is what we need to do. Yeah. Hashtag Last, Last Jedi is the best. Okay. Um. So agreed. Agreed. Um. Let's see here. Um. Kate. Part yes. two, or in part three, let's, we can just clump all the sequels together. You said you enjoy part three is your favorite one, but did yes. you like it? it? It's your favorite of the three, but did you enjoy, did you enjoy it at all? I think one of the things that made parts one and two hard for me is I could not find my sense of wonder, which was the whole mm-hmm. point of adventure, comedy, fun movies like this. But I did actually find it some in the third movie. I mean, the third movie is also ridiculous, but it was also fun. I mean, the moment when your steampunk flying train comes out of the air. So good. I loved that moment. Yes. Oh, yes. That was so much fun. And so so I had moments like that in the third movie that I'm like, this is what I was wanting to get out of these movies. I didn't expect them to be, you know, cerebral cinema, like they are adventure comedies. But, um, the third movie at least gave me some of that. Totally, totally. The extended, the extended ice cube gag. That's like it's like thirty seconds just to to produce one brown ice cube. Yes. He, he plops in his iced tea. I loved that gag. That was so good. You know what else I discovered in the third movie? Yeah. Um, when Marty first walks into the saloon, the people at the the old timers at the tables who are drinking start talking, and one of them I went, 
that voice. Yeah. I know that voice. It was the Sheriff of Nottingham from the yes. 1973 animated Disney. Yep. Uh, He's just such I love a distinctive that Robin Hood. Voice. It's like my favorite Robin Hood. And it's like, oh my goodness. And so oh, yeah. that was an exciting, that was uh, Pat Buttram for those who don't know the actor's name. Nice. Um, nice. But that was. And the, the guy who played the bartender was very familiar too. And I didn't look him up, but he, he's been in quite a few things as well. Yeah. It, yeah yeah so that was that was a great moment in there i enjoyed the whole moonwalking absurdity <laughs> as when he says dance the, he's, right he's, he's ripping off clint eastwood and then yes that was actually uh, funny to me yeah i noticed too so you mentioned you mentioned he calls himself clint eastwood and we had talked about the callback to to part two um i hadn't noticed it until this time um so originally it was called was it clayton canyon was the original name because she was supposed clayton. to have gone off the the cliff um but doc brown saved saved him it's called eastwood canyon when he gets back yes yeah i had never noticed that before i love it they're driving through eastwood canyon i loved it so good yep yeah that's cool stuff they're, they're just, it's a smart movie that's what i mean like the the stuff that that i love about it i love a film that rewards rewatching. Like there are some f- movies that are just comfort mm-hmm. food movies that I'll just, I will watch them ad nauseum and that doesn't matter. But like something that every time I can just notice some one little tweak that they, you could tell that they, that they loved making it and putting it together and really just had that passion there across the board. Yeah. Man, and the, I love the those third movies. movie is also a smaller, less flashy movie. Yes. I think it's part of why it works so well because it's not so much about all the references and yet they're there and they enrich totally. it, but it's not distracting. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just a good movie. They're, I like that they're each distinct. They're they're each standalone movies. Even one built back to back like this, or uh, film back to back like this. Mm-hmm. The third one is it's a it's a western. Like you know, in the midst of having well, while also having a time travel part. It's great. Yeah, and I think yep. it actually is one of the best third um, entries in a in a trilogy. I mean, Lord yeah. of the Rings probably nails that out of the park. Yeah. You know? yeah. But but if we're taking that out of the running, the Matrix Revolutions. Is that your favorite one of the three? Yeah, see, no, it doesn't. Wow. Doesn't, wow. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Last quite, Crusade, I mean, though. Do you not like Eatwalks? Oh, Last Crusade, woo. Okay, Last, Last Crusade. Last Crusade's wins. great, yes, but it's, yeah. that, that actually has four films now, so. Oh, um, we don't acknowledge we don't, the I thought we, one. I thought we I'm all three saying, agreed on the podcast saying, not uh, yeah. to speak of. I, I, but I'm just saying, if, if, if technically, technicalities speaking. <laughs> um, no, no, but I, I think the third film is great, but. Yeah. Yep. The second film is by far still my very favorite. Totally. Um, and, and why every- is that? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is it? Yeah. Why is um, that? Because I I would say the same thing. I I would've... here's the reason. Here's yeah. the reason why is because I think I, I, while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, this is a remake of Back to the Future. Um, it's hundred percent it that. It's it's what would happen today if they tried to remake Back to the Future, but make yeah. it cool, and that you it's see. Force Awakens. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not kind saying of. it's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're you're reliving, but it's much better than that. You're reliving those same beats. Like all the beats are there, except they're. It just rewards the knowledge of the first film. Like you, you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh. And then when you realize that Crispin Glover is not actually in the movie, and mm-hmm. you realize that they recast Jennifer, and you realize that like all of these little like. The, the the production on this is just insanity and yep. honestly the be- the end of the first film when marty goes into the future and the the camera's coming down i kept thinking i'm gonna see marty run toward him at any moment yeah. 
You know yep. what I mean? Because that's what happens in the second movie. He's still yeah. there. I, I just think it's brilliant how they interweave all these story elements and they're able to make it work. Where, where is the DeLorean? How is the DeLorean? The end, of the, fir- the, the end of the second film, you know, Marty is stuck, right? It's over. Oh no, but because the thing went back in time, Doc was able to bury it. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. What's like, it's so, the, the way they mapped out how time works, there's a moment, and again, like, I just like the time has gone bad. Like, the Nazis won World War II. Now what are we going to do? You know what I mean? There's, there's a horror. Biff has become, you know, the, the ruler of, uh, of, of the town, of the city, of who knows, maybe the country. Hill, Hill Valley is all that we ever see in this movie. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he, he's become, you know, the villain, the real, real villain. He's got all the power and all that. And they have to figure out why did this happen? And that scene is still one of the most famous explanation of time where he lays out the line. Oh, he goes, this yeah. is what we were experienced. And this is our 1985 and this is 1955. But then when he got the almanac, it split into this alter- alternate 1955. And then here we are. And it's like, oh man, like you understand the stakes, how important, okay, now what are we going to do about it? Well, we can't go back. We can't go future in time because if we do, we're going to be in the we're future just keep this timeline. In, in this future, yeah. Yeah, so we've got to go back to the future. I mean, it's just, it, I, I don't know. I, the, the, the way that they were able to reward your knowledge of Back to the Future, tell a better story around it, add in, I mean, everything cultural-wise, if you talk about Back to the Future, most people are talking about Back to the Future too. We're talking about the Nikes. We're yep. talking about the, the hoverboards. Hoverboard. We're talking about the Flying DeLorean. Yep. That's all Back to the Future Part Two. That yep. is Mr. Fusion on the back, which is not there in the first one. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate, does that answer the question why I like Back to the Future Part Two? I, I, I it just, it, it is so iconic. I think that is the word. Like it is. I feel your concept love. Yeah. Hmm. Oof, my concept but not the execution. Love. Yes. I, I feel like there's a dig in there someplace. Explain so no, I can you can wound that me further. Not meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes when we disagree over without like a movie we can frequently agree we like the concept what they're doing yeah. and then we disagree on how the execution yeah, yeah, totally. falls out and how we feel about the execution of it so it's I not agree. a dig it's a recognition of those well, are things that i enjoy too in movies i just didn't enjoy this particular version of it right and because i was lukewarm about the first movie it kind of makes sense that i'm not a huge fan of the second movie because the two are so built into each other that it was gonna be hard no matter what there's no doubt that parts one and parts two are linked like yeah. if, if you don't if you do part three is more um truncated like, yeah you, yeah you you can you could watch that and and understand basic concepts you wouldn't get a lot of the jokes or the the character moments right. um but but you know you know, or the mirrorings, like there's, there's yeah. always in every one of these episodes, Marty so gets knocked much. out and wakes up, you know what I mean? In the bed, in yep. a strange bed, doesn't with know where mom. he's at. <laughs> yeah. his mom. Um, and, or somebody who's like, his Leah, mom. Yeah. yeah, Leah Thompson. Yeah. Leah Thompson. Um, so it's just, and, and himself playing, come on. And himself playing both of his kids you know, and his ancestor. Love that, it. That is another reason, another reason why I love back to the future part two is that Michael J. Fox plays half of the cast so and it is it's, it's wonderful him, he plays his daughter and he's got a five o'clock shadow it's so great 
it's it's wonderful. I love it, it so much. He is he's he is so he's so good in all of that. Anyway, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, look, I am a white dude, um, and uh, I, I that, but growing up, these movies were so formative to me. Um, yeah, that we all it, have our things that we. Yeah, it's it, it would be impossible. It's it's like it's grafted onto my soul. There's no there's no pulling it out. In fact, I tried to look for it tonight, but I can't find. I know that I have them somewhere. But do you guys remember Micro Machines? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I have the Back to the Future two Micro Machines. Oh no way! Has oh, the Delorean so cool. and the, the the police vehicle from Back to the the flying police vehicle and the taxi. Um, That's so awesome. And so anyway, so I it's it's. My little geek heart and Back to the Future one, two, and three yep. are just they're grafted to my soul forever. Um, and I don't I don't think I'd be able to ever tear them out. Um, but yeah, that's part of what makes you a geek. Like, I yes. was surprised going into this the way I came out of it. That's not what I anticipated at all. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and again, like you said, you never had you, you didn't already have like a huge affinity for this. It wasn't like you were right. watching this after having an affinity and then saying, "Ooh, maybe I don't like that." It was just kind of something that you had seen in high school, mm-hmm. and now you're rewatching again. And I get yeah, that. Right. I mean, I under I, I, I that and I'm I've sure seen time travel done so many other places in ways that feel more interesting to me. That like I get what you're saying, but it doesn't pull me in the same way because I've. I wonder other places. This is this is a um, a question I think I saw on Twitter. I need to find out where it was, but there needs to be a a word, a a kind of a, a concept that we can define mm-hmm. when you see a movie that was the kind of the first of its kind or like a definitive, like Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, after having watched movies that came after it, yeah, um, and and those movies are conceptually better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so or in execution yeah. better even. And yeah. so you, you like the thing that came first less yeah. because it, it informed what came after. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah the totally. same thing happens in books because Ursula K. Yes. Le Guin's The Wizard of Earthsea, people like hate on that and say it's a poor version of Harry Potter, but Harry Potter gets its roots, uh, some of its totally. roots from that. So yeah, totally. that's the thing. And so I, yeah. I just wonder, I, I wonder, because I, I, I agree with you here, because I almost, mm-hmm. I don't think my kids will ever yeah. like Back to the Future as much as I, anywhere near yeah. as much as I do. And each generation, I, I think, has their defining version of these ideas. Right, right. Well, but I do think they already do love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Star Trek yeah. Next Generation. I'm not talking about Discovery or, any, right, I'm right. talking about Next Generation, the one that I love they love too, just as much. Like they, they want to watch that show just as much as I right. do. Right, it's not that it's not possible for those continuities to carry out, but yeah. yeah. But I agree with you. I, in this weird point, I concede that I think Back to the Future is actually probably less likely to be enjoyed by someone yeah. who does not already have an affinity for it or just is really wanting to like it. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm, looking totally. for Because it has been yeah. done other places very similarly. Yeah. Um, to it, you know what I mean? And arguably the effects don't age as well. I mean, they were a big deal then, but they don't age as well as some of the other things that we've watched. See, that's where I'm gonna disagree with you. I, yeah. Okay, the age makeup, come on. Some of it was oh, okay. really the, bad. So some of the makeup, but they even make fun it. of that. They even it. make fun of that in the second one when when Doc t- takes yes. it off. Yes. off his face. 
Yes. Loved it. He actually, and the they, composite imaging they did so that way they could have the same actor on screen. Like that worked okay. Yeah. But like the second movie, some of the hover stuff, there's a point whenever the almanac is thrown in the back seat that looks really you can, bizarre. You can see it. Yeah. Compositing. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, because the book, the book's not a solid object. So the compositing of that, they had to frame by frame cut it out, right? Because, yeah. yeah. So, but I, yes. I, I, but I go into an 80s movie. Like, I don't know. It's, it, I go into an 80s movie. I'm not, I'm yeah. not putting expectations of 2020. I agree effects, with you, know? you on that in principle. But there's a difference between some movies where it's so distracting that I'm just having a hard time enjoying it. And probably because I wasn't already enjoying the film a whole lot, that's why it was distracting for me. Because there are other films that have those sorts of problems that I forgive because I already like the film. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's true. Which is what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. We give give much more slack to it because in my opinion, is one of the best films Especially of all time. Especially the scene whenever <laughs> Marty is in the back seat of Biff's car while Biff is driving along and he's talking on the walkie-talkie. Yeah, it's so good! Loudly. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Doc, Doc! He's driving down. He's turning left right here. Uh, Biff no, can hear you, son. <laughs> and let me say, this is another one, and, this, and then we'll be done. But this is another one of those moments that I, like the, the through, through line of the way that it's being told is the DeLorean. So this is, this is the last one. The DeLorean rises up, but he crashes into the sign yes, and he yes. hits the, the, the string that has the little flags attached to it. Right. And it's just a little moment, but that comes into yep. a lot of importance, right? Cause that's yep. also the thing he uses to lower down yep. to him to, to, you know, rise, raise him up out of the, uh, the tunnel. And it's mm-hmm. also the thing that you see, smoking and you know that doc has been blown up in the sky and that yep. moment at the end when he's holding that oh. flag and the western union guy gets out of the car and says are you marty mcfly he's like yes in the pouring rain in oh. the pouring rain like so that, good. that moment is so iconic to me when he realizes that doc is in 1885 i just oh god Whereas I was bizarrely obsessed with it. Did he write that letter in pencil? Because if that were in pen, the ink should be running because we're in the rain. And why isn't he protecting it from the rain? Yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he has, uh, there's some, some uh, future time things that he, he used to do to it. Cause he had all that case with all that money in it. Which too, was great so too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say he's, he's just, he's smart enough. He thought about it. Doc, you need to be prepared for it. any monetary possibility. Anyway. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. We have we been talking for about an hour, and so I don't want to belabor this forever and ever, but is there anything else, any other amazement that we can dote on this film, or should we, should we pack it up? I don't know. I'm, I, think, I think this was a, a fitting 100th episode yes. for us. It, it got some, some uh, we got some contention. We got some mm. love. We got, I, I, I think this is great. Guys, it has been, it's been awesome to do 100 episodes it with you guys and I'm, I'm excited for for more i have no idea no idea what we're doing next <laughs> at all but uh, but i'm really excited for for whatever it is we'll make it up that's yeah. right that's right all right kate take us home take us back to the future Alrighty, you can find us at geek card check on facebook instagram and twitter until next time you're just not thinking fourth dimensionally 